Good morning and welcome to the 48th edition of Miracle Word today. Yesterday I discussed on money matters and many of you may be wondering or asking questions such as what do I do when I have nothing to give? What do I do when what I have is very small comparing to what is in my heart to give? What do I do when I have a lot of issues going around me and I don't have enough? And I want to see if I can profess some insight here now. Maybe God can speak to you. Now, there are two dimensions of faith giving. A is giving pay your ability. You know, giving pay your ability. Now, if you read the book of Acts, chapter 11, verse 29, the Bible says, So the believers in Antioch, decided to send relief to the brothers and sisters in Judea, everyone giving as much as they could. In this verse of the scripture, you see that they decided that we wanted to help our brothers in the church in Judea, but we don't have much. Therefore, the Bible says, every one of them decided to give as much as they could, meaning they didn't give more than what they could. They just gave only what they could afford. Sometimes you're just wondering, well, I don't have enough and what I have is too small. If I give it, they might think that I'm too stingy. No, whatever you have, you can start from what you have. The Lord will not kill you because you don't have enough to give. Hello, somebody. You've got to give what you can. Sometimes God is asking his people to give to individuals or to the body of Christ. Don't go to borrow. Don't go to, you know, to ask somebody to give you money. Just give exactly what you have. God will accept it if it comes from your heart. Glory to God. I repeat again, God will accept it if it comes from your heart. Genesis 32, written from 13 to 14. The Bible says, Jacob spent the night there, and from what he had brought with him, Hello, and from what he had brought with him, he selected a gift for his brother Esau 200 male goats, 20 male goats, 200 ewes, 20 rams. This is Genesis 32 1 to 32, 13 to 14. You see, when Jacob was on his way back home, and somehow his brother Esau was on the way to meet him. And we were told when Esau was on his way coming to meet Jacob, Jacob selected some gift from all his ram, gold, you know, and ewes, you know, to give to his brother. But the Bible says he gave his brother Esau, he gave Esau gift from what he had. He did not give, give Esau gift from what he doesn't have. A lot of times, some of all, are going to borrow to give to our loved ones. We are going to borrow to give to our to our, uh, uh, to our organization. There may be times you don't you know you don't need to borrow anything or ask anybody to give you anything. All you've got to do is to give from what you have and not from what you don't have. Hello, somebody. I call that kind of uh, uh, of giving giving pay your ability. I call it giving pay your ability. Now there's another kind of giving. You know, it be giving beyond your ability. Giving beyond your ability. If you read the book of Luke chapter 21, reading from 1 to 4, the Bible says, As Jesus looked up, he saw the rich putting their gift into the temple treasury. He also saw a poor widow 
put in two very small copper coins. Hello, somebody. Truly, I tell you, he said, this poor widow has put in more than all the others. All these people gave their gift out of their weight, but she, out of her poverty, put in all she had to live on. Now, this woman gave beyond her ability. There may be time the Holy Spirit is popping in your heart or putting in your heart to do something otherwise that is beyond your ability. You just know you don't have the means, you don't have it, and if you give what all that you have, you will struggle, but the Holy Ghost is saying to you, release that gift in your hand, release that money, release that substance, hello somebody, release that word of advice, release that pen in your hand, because that is not your harvest, it is your seed. Oftentimes, the Holy Ghost knows that if you eat your seed, you will never have a harvest. So sometimes the Holy Ghost will really, you know, stir up your spirit and stir up your heart to give beyond your ability. In this book, we saw a widow. All she had, glory to God, was just a copper. Hallelujah. That was all she had. And she gave it all. When Jesus looked, Jesus said, look, this woman have given more. She have only two very small copper coins. She threw it on, you know, in the offering box. And there were a lot of rich people who actually gave more than her. But to Jesus Christ, those people did not give because they had more. Because at the point of giving, what God is looking at is not what you give, but what you reserve. He doesn't look at your giving, but God always looks at your reserving. This woman had nothing. All she had, both in heaven and on earth, is two no copper coins. She brought it and threw in the offering box. I call that giving beyond your ability. And Jesus said, look, this woman have given more because she have given beyond her ability. Glory to God. And so many of us today do not know that, you know, that there are things you give that God does not recognize. Where exactly do you fit in? Do you, do you, are you one who give pay your ability or are you one who give you know, beyond your ability? Sometimes you've got to show faith. You've got to really test your faith and see what God does for you. It is not wrong to sometimes give pay your ability and it is not wrong to sometimes give beyond your ability. Be advised that whenever you are giving, give the best like Israel advises children. Whenever you're giving, if you can, give the best, like you know, Israel, like Jacob and advising children. <laughs> Reading the book of, of Genesis 43, verse 10 to 12, the Bible says, If we had not delayed, we could have come, uh, come and gone tw- twice by now. Then their father Israel said to them, If it must be so, then do this, put some, put some of the best product of the land in your packs and carry them down as a gift for the man, a little balm and a little honey, spices and meal, pistachios and almonds. Take double the, the silver with you so that you may return the silver that was put back into the mud of your sacks. Perhaps it was a mistake. The day, some of you that, that are Bible students, you know the story of Jacob brothers when they went to Egypt and something transpired. I don't want to go into the contest right now, but I'm just taking the test. Anyway, when they were to go back to Egypt, 
Lord, to redeem their brothers. Now, Jacob, Israel, advised his sons and said, when, when you're going, put some of the best product of the land in your packet and carry them down to Egypt as a gift to Joseph and to Pharaoh. Sometimes you've got to give your best. You've got to challenge God with the best in your pocket, the best in your heart, and see what God does for you. I call that giving, giving beyond your ability. Your giving travels far ahead of you. You must allow giving to become your nature. Hello, somebody. Anytime you give, I want you to know that your giving travels far ahead of you. It travels beyond where you may not reach. Genesis chapter 32, reading from 20 to 21. The Bible says, you are, you, you, you are also to say, look, your servant Jacob is right behind us. For he thought I will appease Esau with this gift that is, that is going before me. With the gift that is going before me, that means your gift can go ahead of you. Your gift can, can go before you. After that, I can face him. After that, I can face him and perhaps he will accept me. So Jacob's gift went on before him while he spent the night in the camp. Anytime you give to God, anytime you give to the kingdom, I want you to know whenever you do, you give, you, you release certain finances, certain help, certain gift, somebody, certain seed. Those seed goes ahead of you, 30 years ahead of you. 50 years ahead of you, 10 years ahead of you, and 5 years ahead of you to make a way for you. The Bible tells us that the gift of Jacob, glory to God, went ahead of him. His gift met Esau even before Esau met him. Remember, Esau was conspiring to kill him prior to this time. Esau was very angry because Esau assumed that Jacob, you know, stole his birthright. But the, 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 when Esau finally met him after 20 years, Jacob, you know, sent a gift ahead of him. Glory to God. And that gave, gift went and make a way for, for Jacob. Esau, when Esau saw him, Esau decided to laugh with him, hug him, and welcome him because his gift went ahead of him. Hello, somebody. We may not all, we, we, we may not all be in the same social or economic class. But it is it is in God's will that we that we all have something to give, to contribute, and to do. I say it again: we may not all be in the same social or economic class, but it is in God's will that we all have something to give, some you know, something to contribute, and something to do. Glory to God! God wants you to be a giver. When Saul made the three men go into battle, the house of God. They all had something in their heart in, in their hand to give. You know, somebody they never went to the house of God empty. For Samuel 10 34. Then you will go on from there until you come to the oak of Tabo. Three men going up to God at Bethel. We meet you there. One carrying three young goats, another carrying three three loaves of bread, and another carrying a skin of wine. They will greet you and give you two loaves of bread, which you will accept from the hand. So all these men, before Saul met them, they had planned to go to the house of God. But they were all you know, armed with blessings in their hand. They were all armed with seed in their hand. They all had something to give. Everyone have something you could give to your God. There's gift of advice. There's gift of creativity. Hello, somebody. There's gift of of, of of encouragement. That is something you can actually give to God if you want to give. Glory to God. 
Never intentionally go to the house of God empty-handed or assume you don't have enough to give a lot somebody. Never assume that you don't have enough to give everybody have what they can give to the Lord. Deuteronomy 16, 16 to 17 says, Three times a year all your men are to appear before the Lord your God in the, in the place he will choose. At the feast of unleavened bread, the feast of weeks, and the feast of tabernacle, no one should appear before the Lord empty-handed. Glory to God. No one should appear before the Lord empty-handed. Everyone must appear with a gift as he is able. According to the blessing the Lord your God has given you, according to where you are with God, according to your ability. The Bible says everyone must appear before the Lord, you know, must not appear before the Lord empty-handed. That means the God of all the air that gave this command knows that everyone has something to give. Glory to God. No one is, is created empty. I want you to know that. Do not live a dead sea life because your life was designed by God for exchange in terms of giving and receiving. Never you live a dead sea life because your life was designed by God in terms of giving and receiving. It was the giving and taking principle that grew the relationship between Solomon and Hiram. Reading the book of 1 Kings 5, 10 to 11. 1 Kings 5, 10 to 11 says, So Hiram provided Solomon with all the cedar and cypress, you know, timber he wanted. And, and year after year, Solomon would provide Hiram with 20 coats of wet as food for his household, as well as 20 bars of pure olive oil. You see that, Sol- that Hiram was giving Solomon timber, cypress, over, cedar and cypress timber that Solomon wanted. And Solomon was given, given to Hiram, glory to God, you know, cause of wet, hello somebody, and bars of olive oil. So everyone have something to give. The life we live is a life of exchange. Never you want to be in the receiving end because it's not going to pay you. Learn to be a giver wherever you are. Give smile, give love, give purity, give something to your, to your nation, to your generation. Joseph offered his service to Potiphar, Potiphar's house and in, the, and in the prison, hence was made a leader. Joseph offered his service at Potiphar's house and even in the prison, therefore he was made a leader. Glory to God. What are you doing for the Lord today? Do you think you don't have anything to do? Genesis 39 verse 2 to 3. And the Lord was with Joseph and he became a successful man serving in the household of, 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 of Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and made him prosper in all he did. Hello somebody. And the Lord... Uh, when his master saw that the Lord was with him and made him prosper in all that he did, his master promoted him because the master noticed that this guy, you know, is doing something for him. Now, Genesis 38 verse 2 to 6 says, The Lord was with Joseph so that he prospered and he lived in the house of his Egyptian master. When his master saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord gave him success in everything he did, Joseph found favor in his eyes and became his attendant. Potiphar pulled him in charge of his household and he entrusted to his care everything he owned from the time he put him in charge of his household and of all that he owned the Lord blessed the household of the Egyptian because of Joseph now the blessing of the Lord was on everything on 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 everything Potiphar had both in the heart and in the feet so Potiphar left everything he had in Joseph's care with Joseph in charge he didn't he did nothing he, he, he did not concern himself with anything except the food he ate Mm. 
And Joseph was promoted because Joseph was serving. And this guy saw the way he was serving and trusted all in his hand. Hello, somebody. God will entrust things in your hand in this season in the name of Jesus Christ. You cannot be great by, it cannot be great by always being at the receiving and receiving end. People will get tired of you if you are always, you know, always at the, at the receiving end. Glory to God. Those who leave a dead sea live and are indirectly indicting the wisdom of God for creating them a giver. God have created everybody giver. If you're living a dead sea life, you are in accusing God for creating you a giver. Now, you were not wired by God to enjoy and to eat every, every success your hands have made and touched. You must, you, you must propose to leave something behind for others to enjoy. I repeat again, you, you were not wired by God to enjoy and to eat every, every, every success your hands have made and touched. You, 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 must, you, you must, you know, leave something. You must purposely leave something behind for others to enjoy. So many people will rather die than allow anyone to partake in the blessings from the work of their hands. You must not be such a person that does not want anybody to enjoy you. The, the, the dealing of Boaz with Ruth or the way Boaz you know, treated Ruth show, show us the best principle of how life should be lived. You see, Boaz treated Ruth very well. I wanted to you know, read about what happens in the, in the farm, agricultural farm of Boaz. He was not gleaning everything. That, they, that 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 grow up in that farm it was leaving something behind that is how god wants your life to be root 2 15 to 16 confirm that that not everything Boaz was taken and gleaning from that farm. You must be such a man who want to be a blessing to your generation. I pray today that you will indeed become a blessing. Father, thank you for everyone that have listened to this word. Bless them, empower them, increase them, O oh God, and cause them to take this revelation and make something out of it. In Jesus' name, amen. This is Apostle Prince Blessing Chikazia, the senior pastor of King's Mercy Global Church here in Auckland, New Zealand. Follow us on Instagram, YouTube, and Facebook. God bless you. Bye.